Hello and welcome to No Refunds. My name is Dwight and joining me this week is... Tiffany. This, this is the fun part because they never know Hi. who's going to say anything. And... Uh, I'm Brian. All right, awesome. And Alex is off this week. Uh, we will catch up with him next week. Uh, but in order... We, we, we had this pit of despair in our stomach that we were like, oh, Alex can't be here today. What can we possibly do to rectify this? So I reached out into the ether of the internet and I grab someone who we've been trying to get on the podcast for no lie probably like two two months three months at this point and and the stars finally aligned and he has come on so why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself hi I'm donuts hi donuts how are you thank you so much for coming on yeah of course yeah I know I'm I'm really sorry about the whole uh missing the show thing no it's Uh, totally fine glad we were finally able to make it happen Exactly. Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, it's worth the wait is what I like to say. So I'm, yes. I'm super looking forward to this. I don't even want to be on this podcast, so I don't blame you. That's true. It's true. <laughs> she's, she's probably dipped on the last like three or four episodes. That's not true at all, but very cool. So, um, so donuts, uh, I've gotten to know you over the last, uh, probably six months, seven months at this point. I'm sure people have heard me talk about you on the show, um, uh, through I've, I've connected with you basically through, um, the world of streaming, and I, I'm sure we're going to talk about that uh, a little bit later. But first, one of the things we like to do with all of the guests that we bring on, and this is a, a very wordy and long rambling e- explanation as to what we do, and I don't know why I do it every time, but I like to. Um, when we have new people on, we like to ask them to prepare a list of the uh, top five, whatever the most recent top five we discussed was on the show. Because every 25 episodes, we do a top five episode, blah, blah, blah. And recently we did the, uh, well, not recently, it's been like over a year at this point, but last one was uh, TV shows. So Donuts, we asked you to prepare a top five TV show list. What have you got for us? Yes. Okay. I did my work. Uh, I was very studious. I came up with five shows and it was kind of a difficult list to make because there are a lot of shows, um, obviously. And I, I, I've chose five shows that are very near and dear to my heart, uh, for different reasons. And in no particular order, they are, uh, we're going to go with a classic Dragon Ball Z first. Oh, solid uh, choice. I got all of yeah, it, nice. all of it on my, my, my shelf back there. Yeah. And, and to be clear, like, I think the last guest on this podcast had a list of five shows he watched. Like that was the- <laughs> yeah. He was his specific. Was exactly. He was so, like, "There's too many in the world that I, I don't I can't rank my favorite." So yeah, for, the, for them being near and dear to your heart, that's like a big step up. Here. Yeah. <laughs> no well, offense, Peter. No, no. Peter really was like a great, great guest. Oh, and, uh, good. Had some good choices. Oh, good. I, I spent I spent a long time deliberating these, and yeah, Dragon Ball Z obviously grew up watching it. Loved you, you know, watching that back on uh, Toonami back in the day everyone everyone knows now, familiar now can with i that. ask did you also record them on on vhs on toonami and like we rewatch them no if, but i do own some of the vhs movies oh sick yeah if nice. i can have them back there for the vhs yeah. movies i think i had tree of might on vhs and i wore that thing to death i love nice. it nice 
I've got the cooler one, Return of Cooler, I think is what it's called. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Sweet. Cool. Dragon Ball. Yep. So that's the first one. The next one I have is, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard it. It was a sci-fi show. It lasted for like eight seasons. I loved it to death. It was called Eureka. Um, it was about this town full of, that was exclusively populated by intellectuals, like scientists um, and, you know, pe- really smart people. Um, and it's just about this uh, sheriff guy uh, who happens to stumble upon the town. He comes he comes into it. He's kind of like your everyday man. You know, he's kind of like the viewer's perspective. And it's just about his, like, misadventures in this town full of super smart people. Kind of an average show, kind of, like, mediocre. But for some reason, it really struck a chord for me. Like, growing up, like, I thought it was great. I thought it was hilarious. So, yeah. That's just, I, yeah. I feel like I definitely didn't watch the show, but I do remember ads for it. And I was like, oh, it's like Star Trek? Question mark. Like, it kind of had a... A vibe to the commercials that advertise it that way so i never watched it but yeah no is it, that it's fair is that a fair comparison at all no, it, it is it's like it's you know there's your crew and like every episode something terrible happens and you know it's like some some someone invents some kind of world ending invention and they have to you know try to figure figure out how to fix it and stuff like that so it's just like an adventure show like that nice have you guys i've heard of it i've I've never watched it myself i I feel like i've heard um friend of the show judd talk about it a lot i may be mistaken i may be projecting but it it feels like a show that judd would like um so i've heard of it not seen it but very cool tiffany do you know anything about eureka i know you don't i don't know why i I don't but i'm just looking i'm just looking at the wikipedia and i i see anytime i see mark mothersbaugh doing music or composing for anything i'm like ooh. I just like I love his vibe, so that's cool. For those of us who have no idea who that is, <laughs> um, do you know you know Rugrats? Oh, yeah. sure, yeah. He did all the music for Rugrats. I, I believe he's also I had the, no idea. Isn't he the frontman for Devo as he well? He was in Devo, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's got like okay. a weird kind of. He did he did the music or for a lot Thor of Ragnarok for Thor Ragnarok as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. So anytime I see his name pop up, I'm like, oh. I probably will like the the score to this, so that's cool. cool. I learned something new today. All right. So after Eureka. after yeah after Eureka, I, I started going with a few more uh, modern shows. Um, most recently, a couple shows that have really I mean these will be pop these are popular now, so uh, you guys will know about them. Uh, Cobra Kai, uh, originally Fuck a YouTube yes. Red show, uh, now on Netflix. Fantastic show great show uh, i guess i gotta check that one out i feel like every single person on this podcast has recommended it yeah it's it's a great show it's so yeah. much better than it has any right to be like it's one of those shows mm-hmm. where like as mm-hmm. i started watching i was like oh okay yeah the the, the joke of the bad guy and, and karate kid really being the good guy and having the arc everything about cobra kai has been phenomenal i, I, yeah. I love that show so much no you you, you really you really nailed it when you said it. it's better than it has any right to be because like it's it's I describe it somewhat as junk food because like, it's not necessarily an, an intriguing show, but it's so much fun. You know, it's just like every episode is like, nice. it almost feels like you're, you're watching like a mini 80, 80s movie. You're like a nineties movie, you know? Yeah. I think what, what kind of finally convinced me was like when start people started gushing about the actual martial arts and stuff, like the action mm-hmm. scenes in the show. And I was like, Oh, like they bothered to do action scenes in like a show about like old dudes. That's awesome. Like, I don't know. So yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to checking that at some point. The fight stuff is really well done as a former martial artist. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's like so, cool. such a weird, weird part of my youth, but like, I, it like just, it makes me smile to see like the care taken with the martial arts stuff. And also I'm like, I think I had said this on a previous episode, but I'd love to see if that like 
inspires other people to like start taking martial arts because that's like I got into karate through like Power Rangers and like Ninja Turtles and I'm like I'm wondering mm -hmm. if this will like inspire another generation of youth to like you know like high school kids to be like oh that's kind of cool because it is kind of cool yeah I, and that's exactly what I like draw a lot of comparisons to is like Power Rangers it, it really does feel like you're watching the Power Rangers some episodes I, I don't think we've I talked about season three yet, but Brian, you're talking about like this this fight uh, fights with old guys. The the show managed to make a fight between two sixty year old men and a seventy year old man uh, riveting and interesting, <laughs> partially because like you're so connected to their characters by this point. Like it, you really really give a shit yeah. about Daniel yeah. and and um, William Zabka, whose name is Johnny. Yeah, because I know yeah, right. that I'm I'm a fan of the show. It's and I should because <laughs> like even in the original movies, one of the best fight scenes I feel like is Mr. Miyagi doing his thing. Like. It's yep. just, yeah. yeah. Don't fuck with Miyagi. <laughs> it's such such a good show. I really really appreciate it. So I'm I'm happy uh, to hear that. That's make a t-shirt, Tiffany. That's like a <laughs> what? That says what? <laughs> don't fuck with Miyagi. Don't, don't fuck with it. Miyagi. I maybe maybe I'll come up with something. It can be our first piece of merch. I go. was just gonna say for the no refunds uh, store. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. There is no store. <laughs> Awesome. So but you know what? If you really want to pay us thirty bucks for a T-shirt, <laughs> I'll, I'll draw it on a, with a sharpie. Yeah, I'll <laughs> consider sharpie and don't fuck with Miyagi on a shirt. It'll just be like uh, TKO on Jackbox. Like that's what you're gonna get for a T-shirt. And <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I would, Brian, I will send you thirty dollars if you will make me a T-shirt. <laughs> I'll send you the shirt and thirty dollars, and you can just send it back. That's a bold okay. request. That's a bold, bold promise that you just made there. <laughs> Alrighty, so Cobra Kai number well not number yes. three they're not in any order but uh, so the next one is of course The Mandalorian everyone's mm. favorite show right now right great on. show yep. fantastic I don't think we need to uh, sing that show any praises I think it speaks for itself yeah we'd actually just had a big episode just discussing deep diving into the the whole show and its lore and fucking it's such a good show really great show yeah it's fantastic more than anything I think the thing that excites me about it is like even if it was like and looking back on it in a year or two it might just be a perfectly average show but the best part about it is it makes me excited about star wars again which has not happened in a long time for me mm -hmm. and like you know e even the movies like i got excited about the the new string of movies and like just not them not following through on it was like kind of like made me in a mood that i was like oh man i'm just like I can't look forward to Star Wars anymore. Like, I just can't let myself do that anymore about Mandalorians, like, changing my mind. After the last movie, I really had a, like, moment where I was like, do I even like Star Wars anymore? And then yeah. we, we, yeah, yeah. we watched The Mandalorian, I was like, oh, I do. I really, yeah. really do. I yeah. really, really do. It brought me right back to, like, role, tabletop role-playing days, playing Star Wars, like, role-playing game as a kid. Because, like, you play as, like, normal people back in those. So you're, like, you know, blaster dudes and bounty hunters and all that stuff so yeah great times of it i i just my one thing about mandalorian and as i love that it's made star wars accessible to other people i think i've talked about this also before like i feel like it just it has enough fan service where the like fans are like yes but it also has enough stuff for like people like me who don't know everything about the lore who are like i also love star wars and then there's enough for like people who are just getting into star wars to like make them feel welcome and i i like that about this show Right. Yeah, I think it just reaffirms the the hot take that 
the, the movies are kind of like the worst part of Star Wars. It's the everything else that's good. It's like the shows, it's the <laughs> games, it's the extended universe. It's like, that's the best part. Oh, yeah. The movies, the movies are that you're jumping off point. That's just that you're just getting started. If you watch the movies, you know, your first hits are free we- type of thing. I yeah. was, <laughs> was going to say galaxy's edge and Disney world and Disneyland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good. Awesome. Good choice with Mandalorian. Yeah. Thank you. So my last one, uh, I don't know how familiar you guys are with other animes. Uh, my last one is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, uh, an anime I recently discovered about a year ago, fell in love with. It's been around for a long time, but I only recently discovered it, and it's a great show. Very, It lives up to its name, very bizarre, very weird, <laughs> but it's it's got a great sense of humor to it, very Japanese sense of humor. And uh, if you're if you're into that, I'd recommend watching it. Yeah, it's um, it's a trip, man. I haven't gotten that far in, really, but it is absolutely hilarious and strange and like it has some of the best like it has some of the best things of anime and some of the worst things of anime but at least it's parodying those things it's like like it makes it makes them fun and goofy it's like non sequitur to the extreme it's time jumps it's like all kinds of stuff people flipping sides like (laughs) it's crazy it's yeah it's awesome yeah, it, it does. It does the very Japanese thing of um, ha- uh, mixing, having a great combination of extremely weird, silly, non like you said, non sequitur moments um, mixed with uh, very emotional, uh, compassionate storytelling that you like actually want For to know, sure. how, you know, you, you're, that you're engaged in. So it's a great balance of those two things. Yeah, the characters are like I wouldn't call them like deep characters, but they're they're like lovable to the extreme like they mm-hmm. have all these qualities that even the villains you're like man i can't wait to see that guy again <laughs> yeah exactly but yeah that's my five shows i don't know anything about jojo's except it's very popular in the meme culture right now i believe and mm-hmm. um i watched this one youtuber called like super eye patch wolf or something like that and he went over i think one of the seasons or whatever the guy with the hands the one who likes the hands i don't know if you're into the hands someone who like collects hands Am I making? Oh, I don't, I even, I don't even remember. I don't know. It was like a bad guy who like he's like a serial killer who like chopped off people's hands. I think I don't know. Oh, Handy Magoo. There we yeah, go. I it's Handy Magoo. Oh, I'm sorry. The Handy Magoo season. I've heard good things. I've never seen it, but um, I, I guess oh, start yeah. with the Handy oh, you're Magoo talking season. Talking about hand job. That's right. There we go. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow that's worse than Handy Magoo. Or better. <laughs> or better. better. It depends. It all depends. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for. Uh, opening yourself up with the with the top five i like i think that it's important to get like a baseline for people like you know these are like things that i enjoy so it helps people know who they're dealing with and what they're talking about so now Mm -hmm. we're going to segue into something horrible which is our rapid fire question section uh brian Brian, i don't know if we have a name for this yet but i know you were the impetus for this (laughs) before you had joined full time so, uh, Donuts, the way this works is we're just going to... Am I supposed to name it? Yeah, yes, name it right now. <laughs> oh. Um... Rapid, this is the first rapid fire question. <laughs> I'm going to call name it, it. Uh, questions to get to know you in a weird way. <laughs> there we go. That uh, that rolls off the tongue like butter. So what, is that, what does that abbreviate to? I was just going to say, what's the <laughs> I acronym like for that? Just more words in it, though. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we're so just gonna good. we're just gonna launch right into these. Um, I get I guess number one. Uh, how do you feel about rat tails? Like the hairstyle? Yeah. 
or uh, or rats dated, in their tails. Dated. Okay. Uh, hairstyle. Uh, how many points do you think you've scored in your life? At least two. At least two. Uh, how are you going to spend them uh, when you retire? <laughs> My points? Yes. What? All I'm your points. In, I'm going to invest in more Dogecoin. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good answer. Uh, what what color would your lightsaber be? Ooh. I, blue. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with a really milk toast answer. <laughs> how much? A lot. Okay. And how many are too many? Of those much. Not, not enough. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite card suit, and what do you think it says about you as a person? Uh, Jack of all spades, um, which I just made up, so that tells <laughs> me I'm good at improv. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, have you ever been inside two vehicles at the same time? If so, what's the story there? No. So <laughs> there is no story. <laughs> the, this next question is very relevant. How many sword fighters is too many? I mean, I don't think you can have too many. I agree. We just got another sword fighter for Smash. So. Yeah. Um, if you had to sell newspapers, extra, extra style, what would the headline be? Um, free donuts for sale. Nice. Free, wait, free donuts for sale? <laughs> yeah, one dollar. <laughs> free donuts. Well, yeah, you buy it and then it's free for somebody else. Yeah. Uh, if if you could pick so free free after purchase. I feel like that kind of links up with like your community. Uh, not to like jump way okay, ahead so- on this, but it, I feel like I joined your stream like only a handful of times, and I mostly lurk. And like I think I have a sub to you. At, like nice. from one of the gift subs like, yeah and then, yeah we could talk about it later but i'm, oh I'm like God. man free donuts oh yeah <laughs> there we go <laughs> uh if you could pick any composer to score your boss theme who would you pick Ooh. uh nabuo matsu uh, the final fantasy guy is nice. that how you pronounce it i yeah. think you got it right i knew who you meant so that's yeah. good enough for me uh which which holiday needs a mascot and who is that mascot and what do they do um crap what holiday doesn't have a mascot uh like arbor day or like oh labor labor day needs to be a pregnant woman there we go there we go nicely done uh paper or plastic uh paper what for the environment nice what's the square root of uh four thousand seven hundred and sixty one what's a square root I'm pretty sure it was 69, and that was why I did it. Um, uh, 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 we're, have to do the math again. <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, what is the 13th digit of pi? I don't know the answer to this one. Sure, that sounds good to me. Um, <laughs> when do you think you learned how to say the word colonel? Like in, in the army? Immediately. Okay. Because that was one. the first thing I knew. That, that, one, um, <laughs> that one pissed me off because it, it's spelled colonel, and I don't mm-hmm. like it. I don't like it. Uh, this will be the last. On a bit of a, on a, on a, bit of a tangent uh, that I did um, not how to know how I did not know how to pronounce island. I, I used to pronounce it as Island growing up. Uh, then I was corrected by some smart aleck kid in like the third grade, and I hated him ever since. So <laughs> that, I don't <laughs> think anyone should ever be um, made fun of for the way they pronounce a word because it means I, I feel like this is a platitude or something like that, but it means that they they learned it by reading it. Like that's yeah. not like like fuck you. Like come on, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, especially and in the third fantasy. Grade, right yeah especially fantasy and sci-fi stuff like I, I feel like we've mispronounced more things in our lifetimes as fantasy and sci-fi nerds than like anybody my Over word was chaos and i thought it was like dwight chouse yeah so- like chaos. sonic got the chaos emeralds that was that was what it was i was just i was just thinking the chows from pokemon 
Uh, sorry, Sarlacc, Sarlacc. What the fuck am I talking about? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why they called yeah. them Chows is because people mispronounced chaos. That's chaos. just my right. assumption. Right. The chaos yeah. emeralds. Yeah. Uh, and last one. If you could gain the power of one human by eating them, who would you choose? You. That. Ooh, okay. So you're, <laughs> awesome. your, your power is having a shitty podcast. That sounds like a good one. <laughs> Congratulations. My power, my power would be uh, to be incredibly charismatic. Oh, thank you. I'll take that. Yeah, there, there's the correct response to that. I knew, I knew someone was going to mock me. If you love him so much, why don't you marry him? Because mm, uh, oh, yeah, it's too late for that. Yeah, and Alex is next in line anyway. So. Oh, yeah, true. It's all true, good. true, true, true. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much for uh, indulging us fun. in, in uh, our silly, silly questions. They're a lot of fun. Yeah, that was fun. Okay, so um, Brian, you had you had alluded to this a little bit earlier. Speaking about um, popping into uh, to Donuts stream, uh, Donuts. I, I know I already said this is how, kind of how I met you. Uh, I, I learned of you through your stream and uh, the community that you built around there. Uh, how did you get started with this? Uh, what what how was your what has your journey been uh, in the streaming world? And um, uh, who are you? And 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 what do you do? What are your hopes Gosh. and your dreams? So, so that's that's going to be a long winded, long bit of a long winded answer because I have been on, creating uh, content on the internet pretty much as long as I've known what the internet is. Uh, you know, I've been posting uh, pictures. I, you know, I made my own like Angel Fire website back in like the early 2000s. You guys remember doing stuff like that, right? Oh, yeah. I made like a, I made like a Kirby fan website. Yeah. Uh, um, and. Uh, and then obviously as soon as streaming started becoming a thing i was right on top of that back you know what back when it was i think it was justin.tv uh, was I, what twitch used to be yeah uh you know oh, i was yeah. i was i was streaming on that back in the day and then i i uploaded my first youtube video in the the actually the very last day of 2007 um and you know it was back then uh there wasn't a frame of reference for whether like how popular your video was or how well it was doing because it was still so new and especially you know for me i was like 15 you know i didn't know um so like i uploaded just a stupid like 10 second video of me dancing uh as a teenager and it got like 300 views in the first day and i remember like back then you're just like oh whatever like like that's 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 par for the course right you upload a video and it gets a bunch of views now could you imagine nowadays you upload a video of you dancing and it gets 300 views the first day you'd, you'd be like oh shit i'm on yeah, i'm on to over the moon that, that'd be nuts it's <laughs> yeah. like a modern day tiktok star yeah <laughs> 10 seconds I, of dancing. I, I, and I and to, to kind of go a bit tangentially here, I, I do think about that a lot, like how easy it was back then to go viral. You know how yeah, well, easy. It was like so few people online. I mean, yeah. by comparison. Yeah, like exactly. Like everyone nowadays, like is trying to trying to mine the, the, the well, trying to mine that that viral gold. You know, trying to find the next big thing. That you know, trying to people people mm. have it down to a science. You know, uh, a PR people and like marketing people. Um, oh yeah, huge uh, corporations uh, behind it. Yeah yeah of like trying to you know trying to use uh viral and social media marketing uh whereas back then all you had to do was be sort of funny uh and just upload some video about you yelling at a video game and it would immediately get like hundreds of thousands if not millions of views you know um nowadays you upload a video like that and you'll get maybe 10 <laughs> you know if you, if you mm -hmm. don't market it correctly so um, but then past that, obviously, uh, I've been uploading YouTube videos ever since. I started OK Donuts. Well, me and two other friends started OK Donuts in 2016. Um, it was originally a three-man operation. Uh, we split up after a while. We're still still friends. In fact, one of those people is Bill. So you guys oh, know I had Bill. no idea. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, we just yeah we we just got busy. Couldn't really keep up with the content creation. I eventually uh, took over the handle, the all the social media, and I repurposed it for my streaming. Uh, that's where I come in 
around nine months ago, which would have been May 2020, is when I like started really getting into uh, Twitch streaming as a solo streamer, and I got affiliated. So, yeah. Congrats. Yeah. And then <laughs> nine months later, here we are. Thank you. That's like a baby, an OK Donuts baby. Mm-hmm. Aww. It's a little babu. It's ready to be Aww, born little, into the world nine months baby. later. Little baby. That's so cool. Yeah, because I, I think uh, the, the first time that I interacted with you was when we sh- I showed up into Ricky's stream. I think it was like right after I was on Crash Test. And I, I think that you were streaming with him or you were in the – I forget. If you, I don't know if you were in the actual um, – in the, the chat or whatnot but that was like when i i first you know met everybody really uh, how did you get hooked up with like ricky and, and that that side of it as well Is, or so, have you just been uh, friends with them forever or no no actually i found him the same way uh pretty much everyone did through all time low uh you know the band he works for uh i've been a fan of those guys for a hot minute um <laughs> and uh i think one of them just tweeted out that they were on ricky's stream so i clicked in i wa- started watching and i thought it was really cool and engaging um and yeah then i followed him that would have been almost a year ago now which is crazy yeah oh wow so yeah in fact it might have been over a year ago considering yeah he hadn't made affiliate ricky hadn't made affiliate yet so yeah but uh yeah and then from there um i you know um, i i finally got like really good internet hooked up to the place i live and uh because well that was that was like a big stopping point for me before is the house that i live in didn't have good internet uh cheap rent but uh (laughs) very very poor internet um like i'm talking like five megabits download and like one Mm. megabit upload oh upload Um, i'm five up which is still not great but (laughs) (laughs) yeah but now now it's great now now i stream i get like i get like 100 up and 100 down so it's 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 completely usable now which is great and that's that's when i started streaming is when i got hooked up with that which happened to be around the same time i discovered uh ricky so it just all kind of lined up that way it one thing about like being a part of this community is I love the way that we like build each other up and like I think it's really helped other people snowball. I know that there there has been like the slight issues. I think we you ran into one literally on Monday when uh, I think four of you were all streaming at the same time or three of you were streaming. Oh, yeah. Like there is a little bit of like dog eat dog in terms of like your own viewership count, but for the most mm-hmm. part, I feel like everyone is like so respectful and so just like positive and and like i said building each other up and just being like such a it's such a welcoming and like loving community that i i've just seen from the outside and it's been wonderful to be a part of it um so i just like i really appreciate the community that that you guys have built it's so fantastic me too and i'm glad that you like it because uh, i'm happy to be here (laughs) that's great Uh, i know you've also done some other things uh as part of your streams as well like uh you run the some dungeons and dragons games right like what, what what's that been like so the D&D thing has been a, has been a big bridge uh, between our community. Um, that's That was the first time that I really interacted with a whole bunch of um, people from the greater community that for people who don't know, does the Dragons uh, show that I run. Um, it's, I'm the IDM, I'm the Dungeon Master. Uh, it's got Ricky, it's got uh, Josh from Issues, it's got Alex from Altemlo, it's got uh, Josh Kane from Motion City Soundtrack and uh, Teeps, AKA Orbit with the One, uh, who also works uh, within the music industry from time to time. Um, and uh, pretty much when, when I when I organized that and like when I got it all together was when I was really introduced to like, and I feel like we were, I was really introduced to the community at large. Uh, and like, I, I really started becoming like a bigger part of things. So that was really fun. Uh, and that was, I just, that just happened because I felt like it. I just made it happen, you know? So it's not, <laughs> I didn't fall into that. I made it happen, which is, I feel really proud of. So. Yeah. I, 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 
I need you as like my hype person because like I'm the person who's like, oh, I want to do this. And I'm like, eh, I don't really want to make it. <laughs> right. I, I love when people are like, I love that type of stuff. I'm having, this is like a total tangent, but I'm having my students read Rebel Without a Crew by Robert Rodriguez. It's like his journal from the 90s of like him tracking how we made his first movie and he's oh, just nice. like his same concept he's like i wanted to make a movie so i did it i wanted to sell it in hollywood so i just did it and i'm like how do you people do that it's like so <laughs> inspiring to me i love that just did it yeah yeah i have a, i have a mad respect for that level of like worth at work ethic where you're just like well i want to do something so i'm going to do it the the number of times where i have been like i want to do something or i've thought about something or I've had an idea and it's just like died by the wayside is uh, more than I can count. So the fact that you're out here, like you know, crushing it and 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 uh, achieving those goals is super inspiring to watch. It's been uh, a, a fantastic ride to to be a part of. Well, thank you. I'm glad to inspire somebody. Can I can I ask? Have you been DMing for like a long, long time, or are you new to DMing? Or I've been of... DMing for probably. 10, 10, 12 years now ish, over a Whoa, decade. Yeah. Uh, I remember the very first time I DM'd, me and my friends were in high school and we stopped. Uh, we were on a late night road trip and we stopped at a Walmart and we just happened to see a DD starter kit. It was like a four, 3.5, <laughs> four, 4th edition. I don't yep. remember now, but it was like, yeah, one of those starter. It was like a $30 starter kit. We picked it up and then I got home that night at around midnight. I stayed up all night studying it because I had never mm -hmm. played DD before. And then yep. the next day I went over to my friend's house and I DM'd a game for them as I, because I just like studied it all night to like oh, make so sure you, I, I knew how to play. You started from DM. That's interesting. A lot of people I know started as players, like myself included. Right. And then as soon as you start DMing, like you become the de, de facto DM because like nobody else wants to do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, although I, I have really enjoyed like at least with fifth edition, so many people have been enjoying fifth edition that like you just see DMs pop up all over the place and like people wanting to learn the skill set and mm -hmm. it, it's awesome to see. Yeah, DMing has always been kind of been like where my heart lies. I definitely, I, I, I've played a bit, but I don't enjoy being a player nearly as much as I like being a DM. I'm a storyteller. I like telling stories and like making adventures for people. So, I feel like Dude. once you've had that total control of being a DM, stepping back and like understanding the mechanics of the game and understanding like what you would do in that situation makes it a little bit difficult. I think sometimes you have to like <laughs> shift your mindset and let yourself go along for the ride. Yeah, I totally, yeah, you know, you're totally right. Yeah, well, I guess I was just gonna say, like, when you're when you're DMing, do you write your own campaigns mostly, or do you run pre-made stuff, or a little of both? No, I, I completely uh, make my uh, homebrew campaigns from scratch. Uh, I do yeah. borrow from the D and D lore and the D and D world and stuff like that. Obviously, the rules yeah. and uh, stuff like that, uh, and I try to stay lore and canon friendly as much as possible but i'm not afraid to mix things up and to just build my own world you know and that's that's the campaign i'm running now is a completely original dungeons and dragons world um that uh just sort of borrows from the original lore so this is like also fascinating to me as a person who's played what i've played like three times now and i'm like how yeah. how do you i can't even imagine looking at the book and being like okay this is what we're gonna do i can't even imagine doing <laughs> that and like to come up with something i'm like oh my god you have to think about all of i mean i i think about it from like a filmmaking standpoint i'm like i can understand it i guess in that way but it's like you have to come up with every like possible scenario and every like li i don't know that like blows my fucking mind well, well here's why, the secret why? 
you, you yeah. don't have every possible and you don't know what's going to happen when you go into it and yeah. you just bullshit your way See? through it. Donald <laughs> even said earlier, he's like, that's the improv in me. It's like you have to be really good at improv and you have to be really like quick on your feet with like, uh, yes. Uh, and you like my favorite uh, saying as yeah. a DM is uh, you can certainly try. Uh, it's, yeah. it's just, you know, everything is everything is game. Everything is fra- fair. And yeah. it's all about just, you know, like making it a enjoyable experience for everyone else at the table. It's, part of the trick is just learning learning the rule set enough to to make it feel like a toolbox and so then then once you have the tools i mean like tiffany you know you know home improvement and stuff like that once you have the tools Do and you I? know how to use them yeah yard care all that stuff yeah, you're passionate yeah. about all that yeah. it's like once you know the tools and you know how to use them you use them and like you just know when to use them and how and like yeah. you start getting better at it yeah yeah i think i think when it comes to dnd the, the most important rule and i'm sure uh, you guys might be familiar with this as well is the rule of cool uh it, yep. it you can bend the rules if it's cool you know if it if it is if it results in a cool moment or it results in a very nice piece of storytelling i'm not afraid to bend the rules a bit you know i'm not afraid to fl- to, to flub a role you know if it results in a very you know something very dramatic or cool or like you know uh people are going to stand up and cheer for you know so I that's a critical role thing, that. right what was that? I, that's a critical is there is it a matt mercer thing rule of cool or no, am i, he, I don't is, think he is, it, is it oh okay i, uh, no, no, no. I don't know <laughs> no i think that's been around for years that's like <laughs> okay i want to use i that. do love i do love critical role though i do love myself some critical role yeah it's I've, great yeah it, the two camps are like rules as written and rule of cool yeah. and it's like i'm definitely in the rule of cool camp yeah, because I, i've had more than a few uh you know bits of tension with dms who are all rules as written <laughs> oh yeah that's that's no fun is there are some you know there are some people who s- bind strictly by the rules and will spend 10 minutes between turns you know googling rules and like arguing to like make sure they get all, every single piece of detail mm-hmm. correct and it's like it's more it's more important to make sure the flow of the game is there and that the people are into the storytelling and that there's, there's tension and things are fun you know than it is to deliberate over minor details in the rules you know for minutes at a time so, I, yeah, think sure. I think that's part of the reason why I like felt like I hated it so much. I mean, I hated it pretty blindly. I was like, I just imagined that was my impression of, of role-playing games was like, there are rules and you need to know them. And if you don't know them, like people are going to not be welcoming to you. And especially as a female, like that was always like really hard for, it's hard to get into anything like that. I feel like I was like that with video games and streaming and just in general, but like, it's nice to hear that it's not like that and just in my very limited experience like if Dwight can make me not hate D&D I mean my, we sat on what whatever that was right after Christmas time and I sat here for like six hours it wasn't that long and I played D&D with you guys like it was it was like more about the fun of it and I I appreciate that and I like hearing that I think it's the only thing in life that I've I've introduced Tiffany to that she enjoys because she hates everything else that I ever try to teach her. That's it's very not upset. true. <laughs> just kidding. I just, I just, I'm, I just don't like, I don't like people being like, you'll love this. Yeah, it's here. so much harder when like a lot of people are all pushing it at you because it, it becomes intimidating. It's hard to like, mm-hmm. it's hard to get into it and feel like you're allowed to make mistakes because yep. everybody has expectations, you know, yep. and you feel like there's expectations on Which you. Is- 
which is so stupid because I'm a teacher and I literally say that to people. I'm like, hey, you're you're here to learn. You're gonna fuck this up. It's fine. And I'm like, mm. I can't even take my own advice. So, <laughs> I know. I always I it. always like have to like restrain myself a little bit in my passion for some of those things, games and and uh, anime and that kind of stuff. Like especially because you know I, I firmly believe that anybody could learn to enjoy those things if you give them the space to learn it on their own you can't force things like that down down right. people's throats anime is a lot like uh religion that way no way what's this what's the phrase <laughs> uh, i'm not I'm sure what phrase you're calling no for. Yeah, me either I, I think you're making this up <laughs> no 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 what is it uh religion religion is a lot like a penis it's great but don't shove it down somebody else's throat Oh, okay that yeah okay. that that sounds <laughs> like something the vatican episode. said no no but that's mm-hmm. like what is, i feel like it's from kevin smith or someone Clen- like that cleanliness mm. is next to godliness yeah i go. don't know <laughs> I, that sounds like something kevin smith would say i agree i feel like it's a kevin smith thing sure I, i'm gonna blame it on kevin smith. <laughs> kevin smith uh quotes so there we go all set <laughs> that's that's the name of this episode don't shove it down someone else's throat <laughs> don't shove it down my throat awesome we got off topic we we like no it's strayed somewhere no this is very dd dnd is having like such a big renaissance right now too Mm -hmm. it's like such a fun time to be anywhere near it like that's been you know my big takeaway from the last i guess four years really i feel has been like it's just exploded in popularity which is nuts because I mean, we started playing, I think, in middle school, Brian, but I didn't play that much after that until really I got into college. Um, so that's been it's been nice seeing it, you know, on the uprise. Yeah, well, I mean, we've I think we've we've uh, reached an apex of people getting bored in isolation and quarantine and having the digital infrastructure to support uh, a game of D and D online. Because I remember when I first started playing D and D online, that infrastructure did not exist, and it was a pain in the ass to try to run a game online because uh, there was just there was too much lag. There wasn't the uh, software, you know, or like there there wasn't the convenient software that there is nowadays uh, that you can run a game in. Um, and so back then it was very uh very makeshift and it was very uh it didn't it didn't really go off well back then but i think a combination of people getting used to communicating online and also like i said the digital infrastructure improving uh to the point where you can now run entire games online and have it be just as engaging as in person absolutely 100 yeah it's been it's been exciting to see like all the virtual tabletop stuff get better as a result too because people are interested all those things are improving and we're getting more options and so on and so forth. I got a bone to pick with Wizards of the Coast and D&D Uh-oh. at large. Um, I am angry that there is not a first party or even like a third party, well-supported, well-developed d- VR D&D uh, game tabletop uh, alternative. Uh, there, VR has been around for a hot minute. D&D has been around for at least three hot minutes uh it's they they do and they are a perfect match for each other especially nowadays you know where people are dying for social interaction um uh, in person like you you would think that we would have like some super sick vr D game where like you can you know the dm can like put players in a stage and like they can play as the characters while the dm watches over in vr or like on a laptop or something like it's it's such a, it's such like a gimme idea. So it's, it seems like such an obvious idea to me, and then it's like, why hasn't this happened yet? You know? Yeah, I feel like there's probably a really interesting history there because like there are games that 
Wizards of the Coast has put out that sort of try to be that, but they're not like they're not that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like yeah. Neverwinter tried it really hard. I don't know if you ever yes, played any I, of the Neverwinter games. I, I did, and yeah, I, I agree. It wasn't it wasn't as robust though. Yeah, yeah. And then like um D D online kind of like tried some of those things and it just like didn't quite get there and then like even third party stuff like tabletop simulator i think has a vr mode but it's not like it's not the same as what you're talking about you're not like in a dungeon you're at a table and you're like with your friends but like yeah it's not it's not the same I, I think I actually just found an answer to my own question, which is uh, looking at it from a business perspective. If they were to release some sort of all digital tool set for D&D, then they would definitely take a hit to sales of the physical stuff, which is the mm -hmm. bread and butter for, I'm sure, for the revenue of Wizards of the Coast. So they probably want to avoid digital stuff pretty much at all costs, unless, you know, they're making a, at least most of their money back from it. Yeah, because I mean they they have the like the D and D Beyond stuff, which is technically like the digital versions of the books, and but it's literally like a one to one version of it. And the idea is you're playing, still playing by not not really pen and paper at this point. It's keyboard and mouse or whatever. Um, but uh, what was I gonna say? The idea of like it being in VR though, I I don't know what the actual like install base of like a VR is now. I know it's getting cheaper and getting more readily available, and I think it's finally around to stay. Um. We had like a big argument on this on this podcast. Literally, I think episode one, where like or, where we started talking. Like, I'm not even shitting you, and that was like six years ago at this point, wow. where we were like talking about like VR and like its viability. And here we are, six years later, still talking about VR. So I don't think it's going to go away this time. I think it's got its roots into everything, um, even if it still takes a while to get up there. So I, I feel like something that's kind of inevitable at this point, like something where you have, cause I've played some asymmetrical games in that sense. Um, there was one I played in college, which was like an art, it, not exactly like what we're talking about here with D and D, but it was like an RTS where like one person was controlling the, um, uh, all the, the, the waves of minions going out and like building stuff kind of like Warcraft, but then everyone else was like in first person and they were running around the battlefield, killing the things that the person was right. uh, spawning. So I feel like that is, I just think it's an eventuality, which would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I'm I'm all for that, like you know, asymmetric uh, VR multiplayer uh, stuff. Like you said, I guess maybe maybe it's more of a niche interest than I think. Maybe that's a very specific thing to my interest, and I'm overestimating the the people who might be interested in something like that. But hey, make it for me, wizards. I was gonna say it's not gonna happen just, just unless make, people just want make it, it for which, me. If you want it, then that's a good sign. <laughs> yeah. I would be a hundred more, hundred percent more interested in playing something like a role-playing game if I like. And this is so funny because that episode about VR, I like shit all over VR. It's like this is stupid. <laughs> I hate it. And now I'm like, if B, if D and D was in VR, I feel like I would enjoy that so much more because like I'm a visual person. I, I like I feel like I'd be a person who would like love like I wouldn't do it but like I would love like LARPing like in that type of stuff because it's like an actual like, Dwight don't laugh at me oh please I'm, get into LARPing no I, comment <laughs> cool no comment I will but, buy all the armor that we need but it's <laughs> but it's tactile and it's visual and it's like you can see it and like I feel like I would enjoy uh, I, I'm coming around on my VR. I feel like I would also enjoy like gaming in that way where you're like, you can actually be with other people and see other people in your space. I think that would be really fucking cool. So I, I'll i I'll be the second person to sign up for that. <laughs> It'll just be me and Jonah. It's just like chilling. Like, what do we do now? Yeah. If, if anything, <laughs> I, one. 
if anything, I, I think that like this quarantine in general has shown the need or just the, you know, the market for this type of technology where you can hang out with your friends in, in like a room and in your, the comfort of VR. I think that it's in an in inevitability at this point, he says. Yeah, for sure. yeah. Digital social spaces, I think, will will definitely be something that people desire more as a result of all this. Like, you know, it, it's something people have gotten more comfortable with. It's something people are looking for now actively. So yeah, it's, I, I think we'll see a lot of change there. VR though, I am still firmly in the camp that unfortunately it is just not accessible to everybody, like both financially and like physically, like I, I could not play a VR game for more than like 20 minutes or 30 minutes before like barfing myself silly. So I don't think I could sit down and play a D&D game in, in VR. AR though, I would still love to see it happen. You yeah, know, that, yeah. that would be a lot of fun. I've, I've definitely always been in the camp that uh, VR is a, is a definitely fun for gaming and it's a novelty and for like, it's fun for immersion and it'll continue to advance. I think, I think the future of di like digital interaction lies in AR. I think that's really where mm -hmm. that's what that is the, the version of virtual quote unquote virtual reality. That's going to be the most mainstream and we're going to see, uh, have the biggest foothold outside of the entertainment industry. Oh know, man. AR just, makes me so excited. Like I, yeah. I'm, I might be alone in this, but, um, I got. I've been watching like the releases of Nintendo World in Japan, the theme park yeah, that's yeah. happening, <laughs> and like, oh my god, the AR stuff that they have in there is like, I if I was a kid, I would lose my goddamn mind over that. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany looks like you are very excited about something. You raised your hand virtually here. <laughs> I didn't realize I could do that. Oh, I knew I could do it in class. Um. Uh, a couple weeks ago, Dwight and I watched uh, like a 45 plus minute video of, of, on YouTube about this yeah. dude. Was it of Miyamoto just walking through? No, no, no. We, we watched, watched that, that one. But, but this was like an actual dude like going through Nintendo World. And it was like, even I was like, holy shit. We watched this thing for, it was like over an hour we watched this video it <laughs> yeah. was so fucking cool i gotta watch this this sounds great you guys so cool i will it's 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 i think it seems like kdr park guy or something it was something weird like that but he like lives in japan and so the you know the Nintendo, super nintendo world is opened up in japan now so he was like going through everything like all the food they, they have and it just fucking looks awesome like i'm just really excited i want them to build one in, in uh, orlando because i will be there well, they have plans they yeah. have plans for uh, california i think so. Ooh. That's awesome. And it's been a long time coming too. I remember hearing about Nintendo World way back in like 2014 or something yeah. like that. Like yep. it's been it's been a while since they first talked about it. Yep. Yeah, I don't know much about the AR stuff that they've they've implemented outside of like I know um apparently the Mario Kart ride is really AR heavy and I, I but I haven't watched a ride through or anything like that, so I don't know what that actually entails. Brian, what does like the AR actually Well, do? so it's just like it's connectivity to a phone app sort of like game where as you're walking around the park the phone app like informs you as to like hidden stuff mm. in the world that you can interact with so like you know it'll show you that like if you hit that coin block or whatever you'll get something in the app as a result and mm. like you get to keep track of all that and you know how most theme parks kind of have like the id bracelet yep. thing now yep. like that plays into it so you it has nfc communication with like 
all kinds of stuff throughout the park which is really cool and like yeah it, yeah. it, it just looks really awesome yeah there was yeah, stuff that, like that makes me really excited i love that sort of stuff like finding like little secrets around the park when like your phone like tells you where they are and you gotta like go over and like punch a block or something that's like, exactly <laughs> it yeah like there's like yeah. some like that are in the underground where like if you scan it like a, a boo will appear on the wall or it's cool shit like that yeah um, nintendo's been playing around with ar for a long time i don't know if uh, anyone else here i think everyone else here maybe had a i had a 3ds but one of the coolest yeah things about the 3ds that it came with was those ar cards cards. and that one game where you would put like the question mark block down and it would like create this little mountain that you had to move around and shoot with with your ds that was one of the coolest like free little game things that have ever been included and i they did not do anything else with that sort of technology but that game captured my imagination so hard it's a sweet little tech yeah and that i mean they have they have played around with that like pokemon go uh is another example i know that's not technically nintendo directly but you know it's it is ar you know and they've been messing with that for a long time and uh what was the mario kart game recently there was a oh yeah was a, like oh, the yeah. toy one right yeah. yeah the one you could like build like the tracks in your like in your living the, room right the yeah. rc car that you like play yeah, from yeah, your phone yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, do you guys remember like really early um ar like gps games like before pokemon go and all that there was this game called zombies run uh like and it was and it was really basic it just had your gps location and then it would put like it would use google maps and it would put zombies around you and they would like slowly chase you and like if you up the difficulty they would like run after you like dawn of the dead style um i used to play that all the time back uh, back when that first came out but i remember being so excited for the future of gps enabled ar thinking like I mean, now we're finally starting to get to that point with things like Nintendo World. Like, I remember back then fantasizing and, like, being so excited about something like like a full-blown RPG where you, like, run around, like, the city mm, or, like, out in the, out in the woods and you, like, can, like, like fight monsters and stuff like that. There's, like, you can, like, like, like Dragon Quest, you can, like, run into random encounters like slimes and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I used to love that kind of idea. I, I always was enamored with the idea of, like, something like that, but, like building up my own like army or my own like self and making myself really really good and going out and like impressing other people like that was always the stupid (laughs) dumb fantasy i had it's like i would be like i old people would respect me because i'm out there and i'm really high level or some shit like that i know exactly what you're talking about that that type of shit would have been awesome like some somebody from across the office would like look at the phone and be like oh my god he's level 99 jesus christ oh wow (laughs) is that is that dwight (laughs) that's exactly it exactly it so i guess the takeaway here is uh we need nintendo and Wizards is a Coast to team up and yep. turn the world yep. into an isekai. That just yep. needs to happen. <laughs> exactly, 100%. It's so interesting to you, like, again, as, like, the female voice. Like, I, I don't want to say that, like, women Nerds. don't play... I want to say that women don't play games, but I feel like it's, like, less. But, like, things like... Like, I, I'm still playing Pokemon Go. Like, I, like, I think that type of... I know, Brian, you are too. But, like, that type of, like gameplay that's different i'm not a person that wants to like sit and like play a game unless it's animal crossing um but the idea of like bringing games out into the world so like is so cool so i mean Mm -hmm. i guess i'd be also on board with with more ar stuff like anything that makes things interactive like i love that like donuts talking about like running through the woods i'm like i could be on a hike and i could be like oh let's like pull up like i love blending those two worlds like the tech (laughs) nature and tech together i think that's so neat and i love that and again i talked earlier about mandalorian but like it opens up that world to so many different types of people not just like the nerds (laughs) the typical like it's so cool that that was always like the thing where you'd be like oh i'd be in the middle middle of the woods in the middle of nowhere and you 
you would find something secret or something original yeah. or something like unique yeah. that only you could find or have. They've done things like that with some games. Like, do you remember um, the Monster Rancher game? I never played it, but it oh, was yeah. it, it was like yeah. you would put CDs into the game and it would like create monsters based on things based it on those. Was- Things yeah, like that were always you awesome. Scan barcodes too. Like you would walk through, like uh, you know, grocery oh, store. Oh my god! What what was that? I remember that. Was that Monster Rancher? Yeah, I remember that. Like you would scan like barcodes, like random barcodes off of products, and it would like create yep. monsters or something like that. God, that's like yeah. the vaguest memory in my head. I remember. <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was it's things like that that are thing. so cool. Like just like the mm. the idea of like maybe you can find something unique and like it's this real world, not gotcha game, but this real world like interactivity that you feel like you've found something special or you are you have something you you're having a, a unique experience that is solely your own and that type of thing in games is always fascinating to me um this is like a little off topic from the podcast i guess but uh if you guys are interested as the weather get, gets warmer i guess specifically tiffany um Winooski has like five gyms uh, that Ooh. have raids pretty consistently and so if you're wanting to do more raids as the weather gets better um wednesdays they have legendary raids that like pop up every wednesday on a schedule so if you want to do more raiding we can do raid wednesdays <gasps> and like after work or during my lunch break or something i can like go. oh that's like something where you, you can log yeah. into the raid yeah. now and like we can join you, you, can, like you can get remote raid passes yeah. now so oh. i can invite you guys yeah. I'm in. I'm in. I now that I'm on campus, like when I sit in my office, I have like there's like three Pokestops and then there's oh. like two gyms that I can access like from my like sitting in my office. So yeah. like every day I'm just like gotta yeah, gotta ever, catch them all. Ever, yeah. ever gotta since catch them all. There was like four <laughs> four stops within like a quick drive like that I would like do on my lunch and there's nothing by me anymore, so I just have lost that sort of motivation for playing. Pokemon says, fuck you. Wow. Pokemon's rude. <laughs> I had to, I remember because I, just before we start back up, but I had to change my like username. I'm like, I can't have people on campus being like, is that my teacher? Is she playing Pokemon? <laughs> or like that I'm doing it like during like when I'm supposed to be working, I'm in a fucking raid. I'm like, people come, people come in my office and I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, ah, nothing. Yeah. Nothing just, at all. I really need to hit my phone a lot right now. <laughs> yeah. No reason. Like, it's raiding, leave you alone. <laughs> Am rating. I'm gonna put it on my yeah. door. Am rating. Leave me alone. Yeah. Come back. Come back in 90 seconds. Like the gone fishing. Uh... <laughs> I, I don't know about you guys, but 2016 was like the last time that like I really felt magical, like because of Aww. Pokemon Go. You guys, you guys remember that feeling uh, of when yeah. Pokemon Go? Oh, was I was. My phone thing. wasn't good enough when it came uh, out. I got into it like four months after everyone stopped. Uh, so no. I actually was... bought a new phone specifically to play Pokemon Go, I remember. Yeah, because oh, I was magical. so excited for it. I needed it was one. such a funny time. Like, so I remember one of my, my, one of my bosses at the time asking me, he was like, what is the deal with this Pokemon Go thing? Like, why are people so obsessed with it? And I, I had to explain it to him because he was a big Lord of the Rings and Star Wars fan. And I was like, if you could walk around with your phone in a park in the city on the street wherever and see a group of people and instantly know that whole group of people were fans of star wars or lord of the rings just by seeing a phone in their hand like wouldn't that be magical for you and like he was like right. oh i get it like i 100 percent get it like, it's like it's like if you were roughly age 10 in the 90s then you were <laughs> super into pokemon go like all right so at least for the first few months yeah oh that makes me so sad i i saw like a meme once i saw a couple one was like 
referring to 2020 and it was like this is the opposite 2020 is the opposite of pokemon go summer yeah. and the yeah, other so is and, yeah and yeah. the other one was just like there was there's nothing as magical as you like remember that summer when everyone was outside playing pokemon go yeah. the, those, those memes characters. where they're like picture this it's night it's 2016 you're blah 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 <laughs> pokemon go all is good yeah. with the world yeah i'm already t- nostalgic for it yeah oh uh, god fuck I, that's we've, we've all been so much there's so much shit in the last year i'm like nostalgic for anything that's normal i yeah, I, right. I wonder if that's going to be like uh the nostalgia cycles for things just based on how quickly um interest and in, in po- think what is popular cycles through like the zeitgeist at this point how quickly nostalgia cycles are going to ramp up um in terms of like being nostalgic for nostalgic for pokemon go like this game that it only came out four years ago but it's like that specific moment like people are still just like wistful about it already it's, it's interesting five years five years ago oh you're right you're right yes yeah, 2021 almost now five. yeah jeez but anyway, so speaking of Nintendo, uh, how is that for a, a transition, Alex? Um, recently, uh, t- like five out, four hours ago, two hours ago, uh, Nintendo had their most recent uh, Nintendo Direct, in which they talked about a whole bunch of new video games that came out. Um, so I believe we asked uh, Donuts to, to watch that beforehand. Brian, I know you watched it, and Tiffany, I know you. I told you about the Animal Crossing stuff. So that's where <laughs> we are. The only stuff I care about is Animal Crossing. <laughs> so uh, what is everyone's reaction on this? Did, what did we like? What did we dislike? What are we excited about? What are we looking forward to? And what is what fills us with dread? Uh, donuts, why don't we go with you as the guest? Why don't you give us a start? Uh, it was a C plus for me. It was uh, wasn't a lot I was particularly interested in. I think that it, it opened up hot for me. I opened up really good as one of the uh, two people who played Xenoblade Chronicles two and loved it. Um, I am amped that Pyra and Mithra are going to be in Smash Bros. Um, I mean, I know they're a very popular game, but it's also somewhat niche in that like you kind of have to be in that scene. You kind of have to be in that genre to like really enjoy those games. Um, and uh, I, I am so I, I, I know I was excited for that. I've heard nothing but good things about Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Like, I, a lot of people have said, like, that they love it if you can spend, if you're, if you have the energy to invest in it, that it's a really very good experience, as, if, as long as you like JRPGs. A, a little bit of a tangent here real fast. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is a really good example of something I call the third, uh, the third session rule, uh, where some games, in fact, most games, especially 100-hour-long RPGs like Xenoblade Chronicles 2, require you to play them three times before they hook you, before you get it. You know, before they sink your teeth and they sink their teeth into you, and you actually start enjoying the game. It's like you ever, you guys, anybody here play Dark Souls? And you give, and, <laughs> you're talking and, to the right audience with that one. <laughs> and, and you remember the first time you played it, and then the second time you played it, and you just kept, you just gave up, and you just didn't play it ever again. Well, that's how, that was my personal experience. You just it. blew my goddamn mind because that's my exact experience with Bloodborne. Like I played it yeah. once when when I first got it for free on on PlayStation Plus, and I was like, oh okay. And then I tried it again a little bit later, and I got further. And then finally, last summer, I fucking obliterated it my third time yeah. starting it and playing yeah, for it. Me, that's for amazing. me. It was um, <laughs> Demon. I think Demon Souls was free on like PlayStation Network. I don't know when, but I played that and it was just way too hard for me. So I was like, ah, fuck it. I'm not doing this. And then like Dark Souls, a few years later, a buddy of mine bought me a copy and I was like, really? Am I really going to try this? Like, so I did. (laughs) And of course I got hooked like, like immediately. Yeah. Yeah. At some point is I call it three, 
uh, session rule because for me it usually takes three sessions it's subjective though other people it's more or less and but the, the point being that you never the game never quite hooks you right off the bat you know you gotta put some time into it and eventually you'll get it you know and then once you get it you really get it and you get like obsessed with it with a game like dark souls you know or bloodborne that makes perfect sense. And like as a kid, you almost have like a more of a built-in tolerance for things like that. But I'm just thinking back to like when I was playing like games on like NES or even Super Nintendo. Like I didn't have nearly as many options, so I'm sure my three limit or my three sessions or you know two five whatever um, came a lot quicker because I didn't have much else to do. Whereas now, I mean, yeah, we're adults. <laughs> exactly yeah, that, that, you have that was the game i got for my birthday and so that was supposed to hold me over until christmas or something like that so it's like or a yard sale i always like to say or a yard sale because occasionally you found that dollar gem that's where i got shadow run for the snes um but like <laughs> nice. it's not like we had as many options when we were growing up and now it's a lot harder i think to like really find a game and like let yourself get absorbed into it in that way because there's so many other options and you're just you'll want to go back to something comforting or that you've already played a thousand times or no, i really like that that's a really really cool uh observation i, I and i 100 agree with it thank you i came up with it myself I expect royalties. Donut science. Absolutely. Uh, Well, yeah, when we refer to it from now on, that's what it will be. Um, So speaking, uh, but going to the the Smash Brothers character, uh, I don't know any, I never played uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I know a friend of the show, Corey, uh, is a massive fan. I'm probably going to be bringing him up a bunch today because I'm pretty sure this was a direct distinctly made for Corey. Exactly (laughs) for him. Um, (laughs) But... uh, this character has what looks like a really cool mechanic that we haven't seen since Sheik, uh, with a, I believe it's going to be their down B will transform them, which is super exciting. Like mm-hmm. I, I love a unique mechanic and I feel like every single DLC character, um, since the, the game started has had a specific like gimmick or, um, something exceptionally unique about them. They're not just like, Mario with his kicks and punches. Uh, so it's nice that this is bringing something new and unique and it's not just another sword fighter or just another like basic character. It's something specific. And so... Uh, yeah, they, they, well, they typically leave those for Fire Emblem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Byleth is fine. But I still remember when Byleth was announced, like everyone got so pissed. Um, right. And I, I, haven't heard any, I haven't heard much people... The people who are excited about this are excited. Like they like mm-hmm. love this character or these characters. It's um, it's super funny to me the whole transform transformation thing because like they decided that was like not something they wanted to do back with Sheik and with Pokemon Trainer, and so the fact that they're bringing it back is sort of like bizarre for me. Mm-hmm. But it is cool. I mean, I was always a I was always a fan of it, and uh, I'm glad they're giving it a try again. Well, why why make a character transform when you can make a clone character and then sell it as DLC, right? So right, I think that's, I probably, that's so. probably where the, the thinking comes in for them there. <laughs> so I'm happy that that's not what this one is. I don't know. Uh, it looks yeah. fun, though. <laughs> looks looks uh, speedy and quick and zip, zip, zippy. So I am st- still excited for whenever offline tournaments start up again because uh, I don't know if this character would play well online, but we'll find out because fucking Smash Brothers Internet is the worst and i wish they had done that correctly but gross um so speaking of 
characters in Smash Brothers who have a transformation, Zelda and Sheik, uh, they re-announced, uh, or they announced, I don't know, this, that, this, welcome to Dwight's Transitions, they're the worst How goddamn things. How many segues? <laughs> Are you going to have a seg, you're going to have a segue in between every game? I don't know, this I, is I, a good natural I wanna, transition. I want to see if, I want to see if, <laughs> I want to see if you can do it, Dwight. I just did we it. We should do a segue into his segues. You, <laughs> speaking of segues, I have a segue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they've announced uh, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. So yes. this one I am torn on because I really liked Skyward Sword when it first came out, but upon replaying it, it was a much bigger slog for me than than it was the first time. Like I think the first time it was just like exciting and novel. Like I got the special edition with the the fancy Wii Mo- Wii Motion Plus and it was really really neat. But then like upon re- um re- uh playing it again, I felt the repetition and the way that the game was structured was a little bit frustrating. And I did not enjoy the every single time you booted it back up, you would get that notification of like, oh, this yeah. is what the rupee is. This a rupee. This is what a, a bomb is. This and that, that was frustrating. Yeah. I really hope, and I have every confidence that they will go in and like address those complaints and just clean the game up and maybe streamline it. And my rationale for that is, uh, Wind Waker HD was such a good hd port like they they polished that game and it is like in its perfect form now and so i i have full confidence that they will probably do something like that with this and make it a little bit more streamlined um and just you know rework it and make it a much better game yeah i I totally agree i think wind waker hd wind waker when that so when wind waker originally came out i wasn't the biggest fan of it i was i mean i was young too right so i was in the perfect age range to like really enjoy a zelda game you know and to be enamored by like the adventure adventuration exploration exploration rather than adventuration that's not a word Um, (laughs) it is now it is now (laughs) yeah um but but anyway even back then as a kid i I was kind of frustrated by it uh in some parts you know that were a bit of a slog or that were kind of janky or clunky and then the wind waker hd port was so good that it bumped it into my top five zelda games like without a doubt like the hd is such a different better experience than the uh than the regular version um and yeah it absolutely is i just wish it wasn't stuck on the wii u like i i i I love it and i really liked the wii u but i like i the idea of of busting out my wii u just to play that game like hurts my brain um Yeah. yeah I feel like the remake of Majora's Mask had a similar thing going on, where a lot of people who revisited Majora's Mask on the 3DS, I think it was, or maybe it was the DS, um, had a much, much improved experience because it included like quality of life features that they always kind of wanted in the game, but never could quite fit in there. So hopefully they do that with Skyward Sword. And it kind of sounds like at least the handheld mode will at a, at a bare minimum make it more accessible to, to more people because um, i don't think i would ever consider playing it with only the motion controls personally yeah for sure and i, I think that people have been asking for that for a long time i know myself myself personally i've been because the the skyward sword i've got a lot to say about skyward sword and i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna say it all right please do <laughs> it's uh um it was very weighed down by you know it was a product of it of nintendo's time where they were trying to push the motion control thing because it was a wii game and in that sense it was very much so late to its own party because it came out in 2011 uh like five years after the wii came out uh and by this time people were already over uh 
motion controls in video games. It wasn't novel or cool anymore, you know? Uh, you know, if they had incorporated that same level of motion controls into the Twilight Princess, uh, uh, then it, you know, it might be a different story. But um, they didn't. <laughs> and, uh, and then not just that, but it was an SD game released in 2011. And that's so weird to think back on. Like an S a standard definition video game released in 2011 where everything else was HD at the time. Yeah, the Wii didn't have HD capabilities like at all. Like it was like a, no, it was a, no, yeah. it was, it wasn't even a 720 system. It was garbage. Well, it wasn't garbage. Yeah. It was a great system. But yeah, the, the, the technical capabilities were so low. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the fact that Skyward Sword is, I don't know. It, the, the fact that it turned out okay or good at all is a bit of a miracle, in my opinion, considering the limitations it was faced with uh, at the time. Uh, so the fact that it's finally getting the attention it deserves and it's going to be on the Switch and it's going to be HD and it's going to have regular video game controls and not, I'm not going to have to swing my arms around like a crazy person uh, is something I'm very much looking forward to. But VR, it's the same as VR, just without the <laughs> without the VR part, you get to do the same thing. Now you bring uh, up an interesting you, point. You do, you do. Bring up I'm not wrong. You, but there's a, there's a definitely a conversation we had. It's funny that I think the the Switch does have VR modes for a few things. Mm -hmm. So you know, who knows? Maybe they maybe Skyward Sword will have a VR mode. Yeah, remember That's Labo and how Labo lasted a hot minute, oh, God, and one yeah, of them yeah, was a VR set, and I think Smash Brothers has has that. Yeah, Smash mm -hmm. has a VR mode. Um, oh my God. No, one in, no one in the world's ever used it, but it I exists. used it once and it was garbage. <laughs> I don't have the Labo thing. I just held it up and I was like, oh, this is weird. Um, the one thing I really loved about this game, and this is, sounds so kind of stupid to say about a Zelda game, but I loved the story, um, the lore of how Hyrule was formed, like this place that you've spent, you know, 20 plus years at this point in, um, and just like seeing the history and like the, the creation of all the characters that you know and love and the, the why Ganon is constantly being recycled, like why the whole central core of the games even happen seeing that formed in skyward sword was like the most not the most emotional i've gotten over anything zelda that is when we went tiffany and i went to go see the zelda symphonic in boston that was amazing <laughs> why um, do you keep calling it the symphonic what is it that's not is it symphony it, it was just the zelda symphony okay i don't know because I, I say <laughs> bad symphonic every time and i'm like hi i feel like you say it now just to piss me off no that's how i thought it was pronounced and i guess uh so we don't we see we went we already established we don't make fun of the way people say words because sorry it, <laughs> we don't make, we don't make fun of the way people say words sorry i'll mute <laughs> but uh the storyline like i said it's like it was really great and so i'm looking forward to replaying yeah. through that again this type of thing makes me want to play through like all the zelda games again just because i fucking love it oh so good yeah I mean, if you want to nerd out about the Zelda timeline and lore, I'm here for it. I'm I'm, I'm, way, I'm way into that shit. Trust me. I've I've read all. The, I've read up on my. I know my Zelda history. I got I my Hyrule timeline. Historia somewhere. Yeah, I, I know the timeline. I'm 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 here for it. I'm still <laughs> mad they split it based off of whether or not Adult Link loses or wins. That makes li not little to no sense to me. But that's like such a dumb sticking point in my mind. But right. <laughs> Brian, what's uh anything from the 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 direct that you are particularly excited for or hate? or love uh good question let's see so i'm kind of like reviewing there's a bunch of things that got announced that i was like very neutral on and i'm curious to see if anybody else cares at all about them like th there was fall guys coming to the switch there mm -hmm. was some famicom games that are like a detective series like who knows about that 
Metopia, no one cares in my opinion. <laughs> uh, DC Superhero Girls made me laugh because it's like, I don't know, it's like brat dolls mixed with superhero characters and it I, feels like so pandery. Pandering is the word I was going to use. I'm not the target audience for that, but it just felt yeah. very pandering. But that's, yeah. maybe I'm there's wrong. A, maybe that's someone's favorite game soon. There's another like pandery game, Star Wars Hunters. Like who knows what that is? Like I probably won't even look at it. I don't know. Well, well, there I, was a bunch of like I think I was talking with Middle with Donuts briefly on this one on Twitter. Um, that game, I was kind of all on board because it was like, oh, the the models looked really cool and like, oh, it's like a free to play online fighting game or whatever it is. But then I saw Zanga or Zynga or whatever it yeah. is, the people who make Farmville, and I was like, yeah. oh, so it's going to be monetized to shit, and that just sounds <laughs> gross to me. Yeah, microtransactions miss, to hell and back. I miss Farmville. Farmville was fun for like three months, and then yeah. I'm good. Um, 2007 era Facebook is where it's at, baby. There we go. Poke Wars, remember? Oh, man, I miss a good Poke War. Oh, man. <laughs> Don't take that out of context. <laughs> Noted. Um, well, one thing I was really excited about is Bravely Default 2. I'm, I'm very yeah. much looking forward to that game, and I, I can't wait to dive into it. Um, Bravely Default 1 was uh, such a great throwback for Final Fantasy fans. It, it just felt so good to play. I really wanted to play the original one, but it was actually stolen out from under me by a GameStop employee who was a scumbag. Oh, man. So, yeah. Because remember when it came out, it had like a really limited physical release and it was kind of rare. Mm. Um, I pre ordered it from GameStop and I went in and they, I remember like at the time I was like naive enough to believe the guy when he told me that, like, oh, it looks like your pre order got lost, you know? And then now I think back and I'm like, oh, that douchebag definitely just took it for himself. <laughs> like he definitely oh, no. just, like, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, at least he'll get to play this one, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I hope you enjoy it. Um, yeah, that was on my list. And then I was excited to see more Monster Hunter Rise stuff. I mean, the the monsters in Rise, I don't know if they're, because I don't know the series as well as other people, but I don't know if they're returning monsters or not, but they look awesome. They look so weird compared to the ones from yeah. World. I did I did see the Rathalos in there, which is, you know, the star mm -hmm. of Monster Hunter. So that's, I'm excited for that. Yeah. Uh, and obviously it's a bit jarring to see a graphical downgrade going from monster hunter world which was a very pretty game uh, sure. but that's just me being superficial as long as and I, I haven't super looked into rise as long as it keep retains the quality of life stuff that world introduced i am 100 percent on board and like you're saying brian some of these monsters i'm pretty sure at least the one that was creating those pillars i'm pretty sure that one's new just because that seems like the obviously like this game is more rise it's built around verticality and like scaling things and, and just moving up and down so i think that that type of monster fighting is uh you know important as long as they never bring back underwater fighting though i will be happy with any monster <laughs> hunter game that monster comes hunter out. 3 ultimate thanks you yes <laughs> that fighting i think it was called the, the legarius or something like that whatever the, 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 the Chris. yeah there we go what yeah, yeah. The, the main flagship monster fighting that was so just boring and hard and oh, i hated it Tiffany? When do they bring back the ultimate thing about Monster Hunter that everybody knows and loves, even me? The 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 infamous quote. So tasty. <laughs> so tasty when you cook the food. Yeah. Tiffany, when does Tiffany that was come back? so mad that they removed that. Like cuz she used to like sit in the other room and like I would be cooking my cooking the meat and then it was so tasty and she was every so single time tasty. so tasty. I I still say that in my day-to-day -day life like if I'm cooking anything when it's done I'll be like so tasty. Yeah. 
Same. I definitely got rid of vernacular. it. And I'm angry. <laughs> and I'm angry and I'm upset as as a person who doesn't even play Monster Hunter. I'm I'm well, mad. They made it so that you can say it every time they do it. Bullshit. I don't want that. No, no. I want someone to record that audio. I'll do it. All right. But no, they did give you a dog in Monster Hunter Rise. So yeah, but cool. cats, cats are better than dogs. Right. I disagree. Palicos have had their time to shine. The dogs, you can ride them, which is oh, pretty, pretty okay. neat. Ride them then into I'm battle, in. which is pretty awesome. I don't really think that cats are better than dogs. I think cats and dogs are equal, and I love all animals, but if you can ride it, I'm in. Spencer just heard you say that, and he's very pissed. Actually, he's asleep on a blanket, but that's different. I guess Spencer will kill you in your sleep. That's fair. Uh, you know what game I'm actually really excited for? Uh, this is probably the one I'm most excited for is uh, Mario Golf. Like, I'm not yeah. even kidding. That looks <laughs> yeah. so much fun. It just looks like arcadey and silly and and awesome. I really can't wait for that one. Uh, me too. Mario Golf games, honestly, are a little underrated. There's just so, there's so much just like fun with friends. Just like you don't even have to be good at golf or like know it that well to have fun with Mario Golf. You know, it, it does the same thing that Mario sports games always do, which is take a, a, a sport and water it down to its like most basic fun elements. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So everyone can enjoy it a little bit. Yeah. 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 And, sure. and, and one of the things like, so Mario tennis has already come and gone on the switch and it's basically dead at this point, but for like mm-hmm. the two years that that game was alive, Nintendo really did a lot of support with it. Like it, it had probably like a really low player base, but they were constantly doing events. They were constantly, they released a DLC character every month for free um, for like a, a year and a half. Like it, they were just like different, you know, you know, paratroopers and things like that. But that level of just like investment in a game I feel like Nintendo doesn't do that much anymore, so I have hope for this one that they'll do the same, as opposed to a game like Mario Party, which was fucking dead on arrival. Like that, like still stings me that they are they did not support that beyond um, the four maps that were pitiful. But golf, I'm looking forward to, and it's got a story mode. It's got that weird new like clash mode or race mode or whatever (laughs) that looks so silly and hectic and it just looks like pure nintendo fun and i i am very excited for mario having having played speed golf in other golf games i can tell you that that is the thing that i look forward to most uh, in that game i still need to play golf with friends with you guys but that's how that goes i assume I've never played. I don't think I've ever played Mario Golf. I but I do remember Mario Tennis very fondly in high school, like coming mm-hmm. over to like friends' houses and just doing. I remember doing tournaments, Dwight. We did that a couple mm-hmm. times, yep. and it was so much fun. So I don't know if Mario Golf is anything like that. What does that entail? It, it's uh, maybe someone else can speak better to this, but it, it's really arcadey in the sense of like okay. you hit one button and then it sets your your power, yep. and then you hit another yep. button and it sets your yep. Uh, yep. The, like the the slice and the hook. And yep. beforehand, you can kind of pick like the distance that you're yep. you're, tra- you're aiming for. So it's really really simplified and arcadey, but it's Ooh. just like really fun and just like satisfying yep. to hear that thwack and yep. watch the ball roll and sometimes they add like you know silly elements to the courses similar to mario tennis so i can get behind that i like it yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the speed golf thing we were talking about is basically just like everybody plays simultaneously and you have to like sprint to your ball and then awesome. hit it to the next one there, there uh we didn't see any in the trailer but there at least i don't think so but there needs to be offensive elements in that i need to be able to throw like a blue shell at like Ooh, yeah. first you know i need I to be able to do that. that yeah just like as peach club mario on the back of the head i love, it. I love <laughs> yeah, that i'd be so into that i i miss that time i feel like that was a time that like i was into that type of stuff like with like we sports 
like we bowling. I remember doing oh, like we bowling, like all of that that stuff. I and you know what else I was thinking of in that kind of same vein was WarioWare. Yeah, yeah, they need they need a new WarioWare game. Like oh. I miss those types of games where like a bunch of people would sit around and like just like do do a bunch of shit. Well, I, listen to me being nostalgic for stuff that I'm like oh, I don't man. even give a shit about. I'm like I just want to be with like, Oh gosh, WarioWare is such a perfect like Jackbox game. Yeah, like, yeah, I was just thinking that. Yeah. yeah, it's like. Uh, I can totally see playing that on stream with people and like so just, much fun. Yeah, chaos. Yep. Maybe I have to bring that back. WarioWare <laughs> destroyed my original DS. You guys remember playing that? Like, yeah, the yep. touched one. Yes. Yep. Yeah. 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 That game in yep. Meteos annihilated Meteos. my screen. Oh my God, Meteos! Oh, I haven't thought about Meteos the forever. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first game I ever beat. Was uh, the, the first time I ever saw that, I didn't realize that there was a microphone on the DS, and my friend had had it, and he was like, "Watch this!" and he played one of the microphone blow games, and I thought he was blowing across the touchscreen, and the touchscreen was registered registering his breath. I was an <laughs> idiot in high school. Uh, apparently, was. Um, what, was. What else was I gonna say? I was gonna say something else. Was. Fuck. Yes. Was. 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 <laughs> Was? was like past tense. Down in the past tense. Okay. Yes. All right. Just clarifying. Was. Well, not if we're talking still. About- <laughs> if we're talking about mario golf uh mario's i think it's the 35th anniversary yep. uh is getting celebrated and this was something that tiffany uh will be very excited about that's a um, great segue i actually watched the fuck your the... segues <laughs> fuck your segues um do you want me to talk about it yeah yes can i talk about it uh so uh, i knew about this well i knew about this one because i follow all of the animal crossing updates because animal crossing is my favorite game and i'll talk about it forever and i love it because i know stuff that Dwight doesn't know and he's like oh this person's in it i'm like oh my god you don't know this it feels good to have the <laughs> upper hand in a game because Dwight knows everything and i know nothing but i know more about animal crossing <laughs> It's just broad strokes, Dwight, broad strokes. I know I know a lot. Um, so for Mario Day, which is March 10th, Mario, ha, 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 um, they are doing a crossover with Animal Crossing where there's going to be, like, a ton of items that you can buy that are, like, blocks and, like, the, the poles with the flag and costumes and all. I just looked at the, like I said, I just watched the video, and there's so much stuff. There's thwomps, there's everything, and there's motherfucking warp pipes so you can put up warp pipes on your island and you can jump in them and you can warp to other places on your fucking island and i am excited it's basically like mario maker that's really cool the warp pipes is a great idea it's so cool it's i'm like oh my god i can like build all the stuff it's like what is is it yeah yeah. it's is that what i'm super mario maker is that what i'm thinking of yeah, 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 they, yeah. Super Mario Maker connects like two. You can connect two subworlds with a pipe. But like, that's what it feels like, though. In this, you you can literally put down all these. You can make your fucking island a Mario island if you want. Mm-hmm. There's all this stuff. Oh. So. And, and I mean, yeah. even just the sheer utility and convenience yeah. of being yeah. able to like jump from wherever your store to your museum. Or, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, but it's really cool. I just like I said, it was a quick one minute one minute and a half video it's really cute so there's gonna be a ton of stuff for um for mario day i've been meaning to get back into animal crossing like i've i i, I dropped off like six months ago at this point but yeah <laughs> this yeah, might get me back to... this might get me back <gasps> can you me back. let me know if you come back so i can raid your store for items Thanks. sure <laughs> <laughs> did you ever play animal crossing donuts or was that just one day? i i did when did it come out again uh march, like march of last year i think march okay march. So, then, so then it's been roughly since 
March, April, May since I've last played it of last year. So that's close. Well. I know, I know. I'm sorry. It did not hook me. It didn't, which is weird because I love the original Animal Crossing, but um, yeah, I don't Do know. This one just didn't didn't grab me as much. Uh, one of um, video game donkeys reviews on it was uh, he's he's like I think he said something like I I my wife played this game for 300 hours and her response was like it's not as good as the last one it's like people are still <laughs> dumping massive amounts of time into it and like it, yeah. it really hooked everyone for yeah. you know that, that first like three to four months uh, it I was think... the quarantine game but then yes yeah. for sure yeah, yeah. One, that's one of the things for sure Tiffany go for it I was just gonna say the problem with a game like that is like there's no ending. And, like, if they're not so, like, in the past, Animal Crossing, oh, my God, I'm going to, like, here I go. In the past, <laughs> like, there's Animal Crossing games that were just, like, there felt like there were so many updates to, like, your shop and other, like, uh, things like that, like, that were, like, constantly encourage you to keep playing. And, like, this game, like, they've had a couple events. They just had one for, um, like, Festival, which was, like, the, the precursor to, like, Mardi Gras. And, like, I sat here and, and did the event and, like, 45 minutes and i was like oh okay i guess like the stuff that they had in the game like it's cute but i feel like they're not putting out enough and they're not thinking about it in a way that feels like it's worth playing so like it kind of bums me out and i can see why people stop playing like they're it stopped becoming like cool i just love animal crossing and it's mindless so i'm still there but i it's definitely not as good as some of the other ones do you know what it was i remember now it was the it was the uh, easter event that's what it was <laughs> yeah, that's what i think i think it turned a lot of people off because it's zipper sucked. yeah With zipper With that oh, yeah. Edge. because like you it was so exciting to go around like you'd be like you'd be like oh i'm gonna what am i gonna find this time oh another friggin egg it's like oh thanks oh and then oh, at the end your... like what, what was the big reward it was like a, a stupid suit or something like that that looked a terrible it wasn't, even, it wasn't even good yeah a wobble i think the two ones were like a, an egg wand mm-hmm. cool and yeah. then like that wobble zipper the wobble toy i think was the other one maybe that the diy yeah. but i was the like dress. it was the dress is why you did it i don't it was just <laughs> easter like, dress but like I can see why people were like, okay, this and and most yeah, of the yeah. events have been kind of similar. Like the the fishing and like bug tournaments are like, oh cool, another fishing tournament. And after I did the second one, I'm like, these are literally the same rewards that I just got for doing <laughs> right. the other one. Well, yeah, like I, I I understand that from like mm-hmm. <sighs> some standpoint because yeah. like if somebody bought the game like in you know October and then yeah. they want to do yeah. the next fishing tournament, like it makes sense that then they would have kind of the same thing. But at the same no, time, you like, miss it. It, yeah, it, it's weird because like it This sounds like a really good problem to have because like think about old Animal Crossing games where it was like yeah. once it was out, it was out and that it was, was it. And like whatever um, events were, they were already in the game, like, yeah. you know, the yeah. GameCube version. Uh, so it's nice that you're getting updates even as piddly and not great as they are. Yeah, yeah I'm wondering if it's going to end up like uh, the Pocket Camp, the mobile game where like because I played that for a fucking full cycle of things so like one year they did like their Christmas thing or whatever and like you had to collect these items and then like the next year it was like a whole different thing so I'm like I'm hoping maybe maybe they'll like redo the Easter event and maybe they'll redo I don't know I could talk about Animal Crossing forever I'm gonna stop now it is cool to see like the consistent updates and I think the online connectivity made this one Mm -hmm. like more important as a result like especially with the pandemic but yeah Yeah, for sure that's all i have and uh the one last big thing unless anyone else has something else they want to talk about for this one uh i think was 
Splatoon 3. Um, I don't want to say I wasn't expecting it because once I know Splatoon 2 was huge, especially in Japan, and they stopped support for that game, I want to say about a year ago, like they had their last official Splatfest or their last regular Splatfest, which was weird to me because I thought the game was relatively popular. Um, so I think that they must have shifted direction at that point for Splatoon 3. And Splatoon is just a fun game. Like, I'm terrible at it, but I love the aesthetic. I love the the music. I love um, the gameplay itself is a, is also fun. Uh, you know, yeah. Um, it's it's just a really, really cute IP, and I'm, I'm happy that they're making a third one. Does anyone else here play Splatoon, or have you played, played Splatoon? Nope, was never very interested in it. Played it, I think, maybe once, and that was it. So, sorry. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> goodbye. I'm just, yeah. it was fun. <laughs> sorry. I know, I know. I think aesthetically, End like, meeting. I love the world of Splatoon and the art style that they went with, and I'm so glad the IP took off. I don't think I'm the right audience, but there were there was one thing I wanted to say about Splatoon 2 in particular, in that the motion controls were some of the best I have seen in anything. And so if you're interested in control and accessibility for games, like it is worth studying a little bit just as a just for that. Um, mostly because you you can set the controls and sensitivity for both the joysticks and for the motion sensitivity and you can use the two in tandem so it it just had this really unique feel as far as like first person shooter games go where like it got much closer to mouse and keyboard than any console game really has uh it's not quite as good as console i mean as a uh, mouse and keyboard still but it is much much closer and uh it, it, it's a cool it's a cool thing as a result we we are very close to the to the world where the people who when they're playing games they move the controller to help them jump. Uh, we are very very close to that <laughs> yeah. reality at this point. Mm-hmm. I I agree. I le- also really loved the the Splatoon controls in that sense. Like it was, uh, I didn't think I would use the motion controls, but it's almost like you do your broad strokes with the sticks, and then you use the the motion controls to fine tune once you're actually going. Yep. And the yep. fact that you can do that with like the um, the pro controller was phenomenal like the fact that they have the motion controls in the pro controller uh was fantastic yeah for sure go nintendo that said i probably won't buy splatoon 3 but i i'm glad that a lot of people will <laughs> i know Corey's very excited for it he was he was he was gushing he was splatooning all over the discord Ew. Yeah. It was it was what color? What color was his secretions? Uh, I think it was like a neon well, it's yellow. Paint. It's, it's not it's, a secretion. It's called, it's it's called paint. a it's called a sploot. I, I think it, it's ink and yeah, he and he he splooted <laughs> black ink He's all, over all over the place. Oh, somebody inked. Uh, I get that reference. Well, someone uh, made me ink. I didn't even get the quote yeah. right. I am a well, terrible. So, Finding Nemo reference, right? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Project Triangle looks neat too. I don't know if anyone cared about that. Oh yeah. What the yeah. fuck is that? It's the new um, Octopath Traveler ish oh, game. Okay. okay. Oh, that it, makes sense. Okay. Yeah. You see what they did there? Uh, it's an I angle of some sort. I mean, I, I I just love that art style. Like I I had mm-hmm. get a real retro boner for just pixel art <laughs> and the way that they do that depth of field that that tilt shift thing that they do with the 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 focus. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. It's so sparkly and beautiful. Yeah, I mean, this one's going to be a tactical RPG, unlike the last one, which was like a retro RPG or like a traditional RPG rather. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see how that plays out. I haven't played a t- I haven't played a tactical RPG in a hot minute, so maybe I'll look into this one. 
Yeah, I tried playing Final Fantasy Tactics like back, back, back in the day, and it just did not hook me. Uh, maybe I need to try it a couple more times. Um, but the I did play, there was a Pokemon tactical RPG that came out for the DS, I think it was. It was like a crossover. Uh, Mystery with, Dungeon. No, no, no. Not it Mystery was, Dungeon? It, I think it was called Pokemon Conquest. Um, oh, okay. Oh, was this the I one that, that crossed over yeah. with? Sorry. Yeah, it was a crossover <laughs> with some anime. That I did not know what it crossed over with, it, okay. but it was a crossover. Mm-hmm. But that that was the last one, the tactical RPG, anything that I played, and that was a lot of fun. So maybe I think if I was going to revisit tactics RPGs, I would go to Disgaea first. I was I, just I was just thinking about Disgaea. Yeah. <laughs> okay, because I like totally missed it. Did you play the original games? I did not, but I did. I used to watch my older brother play uh, those games back. See, yeah, back when I uh, I watched my older brother, and by that I mean my college roommate. Uh, play those <laughs> games. Uh, <Yeah. laughs> I got very confused for a second there because I know your family yeah. pretty well. And I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? No, no. About? Yeah. In college, a buddy of mine was like really into Disgaea 1 and 2. And I, I watched him play through those games like while I was doing homework, yeah. you know, over on my bed or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, my, I was always fascinated by those kind of games. I did watch my brother play the original Final Fantasy Tic Tacs as well. So, uh, nice. yeah. So yeah. it was, I never, it was a very much so I, I never played them, but I did like, I thought they were cool looking. So. awesome well unless anyone else has anything to say i think we're good yeah i mean donuts do you want to uh do you want to plug your stuff that's what i was Uh, gonna say yeah that's the wrap up oh hey sorry twitch.tv slash okay donuts (laughs) oh yeah you gotta promote your stuff oh my god yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all there is to it. I'm on Twitter, twitter.com slash donuts, youtube.com slash donuts, twitch.com slash donuts. I got the social media handle down. My search engine optimization is on point, all right? I got that shit on lockdown, so. That's you, fantastic. Yeah, you, I, we had to add uh, podcast to the end of our name because No Refunds was not available for anything. But right. No Refunds podcast was. Now, so as I understand it, you mostly stream donut cooking. Is that like baking your own donuts? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a ba- baking and uh, baking and also experimenting with donut flavors. I don't even don't even go there, Brian. What's your favorite? What's your favorite donut flavor? Or what's your favorite? What's your favorite strange flavor that you've maybe done? Ooh, top five donuts. Can that yeah, be the so next? We, so we there recently we invented we recently invented a shrimp Oreo donut. Uh, which is really good. It's a, yeah, it's That's a the reaction, Brian. It's real. And it's real. And Oreos uh, put together into a donut. It's the ultimate form of food, in my opinion. Donuts. It's got, it's got everything you need. All right. It's got the sugars. It's got your protein. It's got the donuts. All right. Like what more? What else do you need? I guess from a logical good. standpoint, it is a perfect food. Like it, it, yeah. it is a complete nutrition in one bite. Um, yeah. They they hand these out in MREs in the army. Okay, they hand <laughs> these things out. They're, they're the shrimp Oreos are in MREs. Don't talk to donuts I, about food, Brian. Don't do it. I guess the Don't next time it. I get Oreos, I'm gonna have to put a little Old Bay seasoning on them. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Brian, you would totally do that too. I can see you doing that. <laughs> really? Can. I want to know how that goes. I just I got an email from. We're all local. I got an email from the 99. And it was like, guess what's back? And it was fried shrimp. And the first thing I thought of was fucking shrimp Oreos. And I was like, God damn it, donuts! God damn it! Get out of my hooks into our brain. Get out of my head! Like I like they had the little like emojis of the shrimp, and I was like, oh my god, oh my god! So that made me laugh. 
Well, Donuts, we can't thank you enough for, for stopping by and, and spending some time with us. It's been an absolute uh, pleasure to have you on, and uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for, for coming on. Of course. Thank you for having me. It was fun. You're welcome. I'm glad it was. And um, so you can, uh, once again, you can check us out, uh, No Refunds Podcast. We are, uh, you can email us, norefundspodcast at gmail.com. We did not get any emails this week, which is fine. Um, uh, no, and- one, no one applied for Alex to date Alex. Which is fair. But yeah, you can apply to date to Alex. Um, don't forget, we are in a couple episodes. We will be doing our top five albums ranking. So if you want to submit your uh, uh, your favorite album of all time, please do. You can send it in a text or uh, an audio clip, and we will get you into the episode. Um, also, we have the Discord. You can check that out in the uh, description of the episode. The please join. Once again, I cannot thank Alex and Brian enough for all the work that they've done on that. It has been phenomenal and once again please check out twitch.tv slash okdonuts uh and go give him a follow go give him a like go give him a subscribe he is That's me, uh, baby yeah he's he's a fantastic dude and it is such a wonderful community you will you will have a lot of fun over there i think we can all attest to that here so especially was, me yes <laughs> especially me i was also gonna say don't forget to, to uh, apply for the no refunds uh unpaid summer internship yes that is a new thing we are offering uh you will have to fight to death with donuts who i believe has already accepted it so uh well my, yeah. my contract is running out here in a few minutes so uh, fair, enough. <laughs> fair enough so once again thank you very much for for listening yeah, and uh, and uh, we will talk to you all next week so bye bye bye, bye. yeah Oh, man, I miss a good poke war. Oh, man. (laughs) Don't take that out of context.